Hey everybody, I'm Warren Pelley from Law Trades, and welcome back to another week of our Point One podcast. As always, I'm joined by Matt Margolis. Matt, how are you doing, man? Listen, man, I'm fantastic. I got this cool hat on, and if you're watching, it says "World's Greatest Grandpa," which um, I have no doubt of. So I'm glad you have a, <laughs> a hat saying so. <laughs> I appreciate the vote of confidence yeah. from you, man. Thanks. Also a note, because uh, I can hear it. I don't know, maybe our listeners will as well. It sounds like it's raining where you are. Yeah. Just a note on that. Yeah. So if you hear yeah, that. That's, yeah, it's it's the wonderful Florida weather. We're in hurricane season. We just dodged a, I think it was the first ever cyclone to make it over to the other hemisphere and become a tropical storm. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad right. you're safe. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, cool. Well, let's jump into what we are talking about this week. So this week, the return of Elon, uh, we're going to be talking about his, his argument for material breach in the acquisition of Twitter. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, judging expert witnesses, which is a whole mess we'll get into. And also social media is coming under renewed scrutiny thanks to Texas's HB20. Then some smaller stories, we'll be talking about big law coming to the rescue of abortion rights and the Supreme Court facing a historic backlog. So let's get started. Let's talk about Elon Musk and his Twitter deal. I know we took a, a few weeks break from Elon. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ring that bell. Elon Musk bar. <laughs> yeah. At this point, he probably listens into this. If he listens to it, he's probably like, the week we aren't talking about him, he's like, I don't get it. What's going on? Yeah. How do I we get back into, into their graces? <laughs> <laughs> you can send us some money, Elon. That's how you can do it. Anyway. <laughs> So Elon seems to be kind of uh, balking at his acquisition of Twitter. And now he's getting sued by some shareholders who are saying that he has tanked the stock price. And in the eight weeks since the deal went public, Twitter shares have like sunk by up to 30%, which is huge. And Matt, I know that you were looking at his uh, lawyer's letters and you, you have a little bit of uh, of insight. Oh, yeah. Let me pull it up real quick. So... It's my understanding, I saw this earlier today, that Elon's attorneys filed it with, you know, you have to file it with the SEC, a letter effectively saying, hey, because of this spam bot stuff, you know, this is a clear material breach of our merger agreement, which we've all been waiting for after that first tweet where he's like, there shouldn't be so many bots on here. So the threat at the very end of the letter is, let's see, this is a clear material breach of Twitter's obligations under the merger agreement. And Mr. Musk reserves all rights resulting therefrom, gosh, I love attorney letters, including his right not to consummate the transaction, his right to terminate the merger agreement. Sincerely, big law. So what a shock. What a- so to break it down. Sure. Yeah. To break it down into like just like a sentence, basically what's happening is Musk said he was going to buy it back in April. Yep. And then in mid-May, he comes along and says, actually, there's way more fake accounts on Twitter than you guys told me. And now he's kind of gearing up, it would seem, to back out of the deal because yeah. of that. And I, I think there's speculations from all sides, right? Everyone everyone has their own thoughts on it that he's utilizing this tactic to get a better deal on Twitter or that, you know, he's using it to get out because he truly doesn't, you know, he thinks it's really a material breach. I won't speculate whether it's a material breach or not. I tend to lean towards it not being, and I'm sure it was fully disclosed or everything was produced in a way where, you know, he had, he had the ability to know in due diligence whether that was true or not. Sure. I, I, <laughs> well, so that's his claim, right? His claim is that he's been asking Twitter, For all the show me, yeah. yeah, show me the information on, on, your, on your bots or on what you guys think you have in terms of that and, and that they're not being cooperative. I, I, 
I just don't what buy is that, exactly. Right? What is even? What does that even mean? So I, it's right. Yeah. And, and granted, look, neither you or I have are privy to the data room, right, with all the documents. So I don't really know what was been disclosed and what hasn't. So right, I have to. I can give it. I'll also, you along the benefit of the doubt, but I have my own suspicions on this. I think he wants to get out. I think he. I don't know if he ultimately wanted to purchase Twitter in the first place. I think he just wanted to to poke fun and and you know you're like oh wow things got really serious really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think Twitter put out a. I love this is all through tweet uh, Twitter as well. Yeah. I think Twitter put out a tweet too that said something to the effect that we fully intend to enforce the merger agreement at this mm-hmm. at the agreed upon price. So this is probably right. going to be a bloodbath. I have so much popcorn. I'm so ready. <laughs> so ready. <laughs> well, to the shareholders of Twitter, I I'm so sorry oh, for I'm your so too much roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. We will undoubtedly continue to follow that story. The bell will be rung The again. next thing, the bell will be rung many more times. <laughs> the next story we're talking about here is uh, the expert witness market, which I had no idea of. But apparently, if you're an expert witness in this country, you can make a pretty penny saying the same thing more or less over and over again. Is that... Why did you pick this story? Is that Why correct? did you make me so happy? Why would you do this? So, oh my <laughs> Because God. you're the world's greatest grandfather, and I wanted to give you a gift. <laughs> Beat me to the joke. Damn it. So, <laughs> other than being the world's greatest grandpa, I'm, I'm the world's most attorneyest attorney. So I used to be a litigator prior to my life of making memes and jokes on the internet and ringing my alarm bell. So I am very familiar with... Now, let me backtrack a, a second, right? Let me set, set the groundwork, set the foundation, which if you're an expert, that's what you have to do. So... Experts in the United States are utilized to prove opinions, right? Certain opinions, which are known as expert opinions. Right. Those expert opinions, for example, could be like, let's see, like taking X amount of drug would result in this kind of reaction under these circumstances. Or getting into a car accident with this amount of force, if you're like a biomechanical engineer, would result in this kind of damage to yourself, right? Those Those are expert opinions that like... Or you couldn't opine to, and I couldn't opine to. So you hire somebody, fancy pants doctor, for X amount of dollars to make those opinions. Now, sometimes opinions or the way we get to these opinions are so outlandish or not supported by enough, you know, by they're maybe not supported by the general scientific community or how they got to those opinions don't make sense, or there's all these inferences that don't line up. You can move to strike those opinions or those experts using a case called Dauber, and that's called a Dauber motion. That's the groundwork for the entire expert. And then if you get stricken, this is more inside baseball, but if you get stricken, struck, stricken, whatever. If you're out, if you're out, that's almost like a stain. So people remember that. So then people will utilize, you know, it, it, that, that's, so it's very important. So if you get kicked out of that case, your opinions are struck in, in some way, shape, or form. It's not all of your opinions, maybe a part of your opinions. People remember it and we'll use it in the future. But it seems to me that that if I'm getting paid six figures by some lawyer in the case here to basically say something about, you know, whatever scientific thing I'm trying to prove, sure. I'm going to lean in the direction of whatever the person paying me wants me to say. Is that... Orin, how dare you, Orin, to assume <laughs> these five folks getting paid thousands upon thousands, about tens of thousands of dollars, maybe potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on the case, to assume such a thing. You'll excuse my assumptions here, but but you know, even just reading this this article that 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 kind of brought this to my attention, 
It says that a hand surgery expert, for example, can make over $1,400 an hour just testifying, just giving discover, or, or I, I don't know all the terms here, but yeah. Yeah, I'll explain that. But and, and jokes aside, everyone says they're biased. They should, or sorry, unbiased. Unbiased. They should be remain yeah. unbiased. That being said, I think that's right. fair to say that if someone's getting paid a lot of money by one side, generally speaking, the opinions are probably in that direction. I would not hire someone and spend fourteen hundred dollars for them to go into court and say you're wrong. Yeah. Someone's hand is completely hot. right. Yeah. yeah, right. Because if you get that opinion, chances are it's saying you're wrong. Chances are you probably have to settle the case or at least trying to settle. So pardon my naivete, but like everyone knows this, right? Like why, why does this continue? Isn't this kind of like a, a corruption of, of, of justice? Well, I will say this. Like, so there are plenty of times there are really good experts out there. And that's the point of Dauber, right? Where you get uh-huh. stricken because you're like, because right. the judge plays gatekeeper. Look, this opinion cannot get, this cannot get in front of a jury. This can't keep going because the opinion cannot hold water. So that's why we have this problem. That's our balances. So. Once you get an opinion that's like so out of control or getting to that opinion is not supported by anything, that's right. You file your, I mean, you, a, an attorney is going to file their motion, their daughter motion to get rid of that. And a good judge is going to say, absolutely not. That's not going to work. And strike that. Person. So that's where your checks and balances come in. Now, that being said, do I think the expert market is crazy expensive? <laughs> I mean, the 1400 I didn't bat an eye to it. There are plenty of industries where you find very niche folks, right? Uh-huh. Like very niche. I wouldn't be shocked if it's 2,500. I wouldn't be shocked if you find experts billing more than the attorneys themselves. Wow. Well, yeah. if somebody needs yeah. a, uh, an expert in podcasting for their trial and wants to pay me six figures, so they can give me a call. <laughs> you joke, but I swear to you, there probably has been a podcast expert opining on damages or like this is what a successful podcast would end up being, right? Because that's an ex- that's in theory, that's an expert opinion, right? I've been doing podcasts for 20 years and I know exactly what the trajectory of a good podcast. That's it. That's the market. My phone's open. If you want to give me a call, yeah, there yeah. you go. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you know where to leave. Come back. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> this will be my my side gig. My side gig. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Cool. So the last major story here we're, we're talking about is that Texas law, HB 20, which kind of tried to regulate or I guess keep completely open uh, social media platforms from kicking off people who were, you know, posting all sorts of crazy, crazy, extreme things. Basically, the Supreme Court struck that down, said you cannot force people who are posting violent or, or inflammatory comments or whatever. You can't, you know, keep them on you. They are basically Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the big guys can kick them off their platform. But I, I have a sense that we have not seen the end of this. Oh, no, we're going to see some variation of it. Yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. I think today, let me pull it up. I think I just saw it. I believe the Texas AG's office, the attorney general, I think they've already said, uh, which if we're going to go back to one of our stories today about the, the fake bot story, right? I think they said that they're going to be investigating. Let me pull it up real quick so I don't misquote it. Yep. Today, I'm investigating Twitter for potentially misleading Texans on the number of its bot users. I have a duty to protect Texans. Sorry for laughing. If Twitter is misrepresenting how many, how many accounts are faked to drive up their revenue. Uh, listeners of yours, I, I apologize for laughing through that whole quote. That would have been so... so <laughs> So I, I I don't think that's the end. I think we're going to continue to see this you know this thought of big tech 
and folks yeah. trying to regulate big tech and trying to yeah. regulate out or invalidate 203. So, or, and you'll see more of these, like, what do we call them? The, these laws that have really, they're not, they're, there's no intention of these laws actually mm-hmm. enacting. They're more of just like uh, performative. performative. Yeah. Thank you. They're performative. Uh, something that stuck out to me, though. So we'll see more of that. Yeah. Something that stuck out to me, though, is this ruling, which was 5-4 in the Supreme Court, was not down party lines. Instead, it was Justice Robert, Breyer, Sotomayor, Amy Coney Barrett, and Brett Kavanaugh. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, and Kavanaugh on one side, and then Elena Kagan, Alito, Thomas, and Gorsuch on the other. That's an interesting mix. I think when I first saw this break on Twitter, uh, of all places, I think everyone was so confused. They thought Kagan <laughs> made a mistake. Like, they like accidentally put Justice Kagan's name on there by mistake. But I, I no, no. Yeah. It's interesting. We'll see some form of it come back, some way, save mm-hmm. somehow, some vague law, probably for the fifth again. And uh, it's not the end of this. It's definitely not the end of this. Right. Right. And even uh, Thomas back in 2020, we, we put here in the, in the newsletter, was already seeming to be calling for such re-scrutinization, let's say, <laughs> of Section 230. So, yeah, not the end of that. <laughs> let's put it that way. Cool. So some more uh, minor stories we're forwarding. 23 big law firms, including Wilkie Farr and Gallagher, Kroll and Mooring, and, and some others have joined forces to basically set up a pro bono alliance to help people once Roe v. Wade awesome. falls. That's, a, That's awesome. It's very Good. cool. Yeah. Interesting enough, it's being led by the San Francisco city attorney, David Chu. That's awesome. So good for them. That makes that, good for them. Good. Yeah. Some good things. Some good things still happen. <laughs> and finally, the SCOTUS has the biggest backlog since 1950 with 33 opinions or basically 53% of argued cases this year still, you know, unruled on. Didn't they just, I think they have to release, so today they were releasing some opinions. And I think they have, the court had said that like, oh, we're going to release opinions on Wednesday or maybe this particular Wednesday because they were so backlogged. I guess, listen, maybe, maybe leaking these opinions are good because it just gets things moving a bit. And that's my, maybe. that's my joke of the day on that topic. But it, I, I tell you what, I, there's a lot going on. But we do have some big cases. Yeah, yeah. We, we have big cases still coming, right? Yeah. I mean, we still haven't seen the true reveal of, of Roe v. Wade yet. I mean, that's that's that mm-hmm. the hopper. So. Right. Oh, man. Well, I mean, it's. Yeah, it seems like the rest of the month is going to probably see some pretty big rulings come down, is what I would assume. Yeah. Some big waves happen. To say the least. Definitely to say the least. But yeah. we shall see. We shall see. Well, those are the stories for the week. So, as always, thank you, sir, for joining and for talking me through these. And uh, I guess we'll talk next week. Talk to you next week. (laughs) All right. Thanks, man.